We are Gold Ivy. Our mission is to empower you to own and unleash your truth. Stories of resiliency are gold and ivy grows in hard places. Those hard places are what creates space for light to shine through. You decide what works for your daily life and how to transform our lessons into your gold. This is Ivy Unleashed, a Gold Ivy production. Welcome back to Ivy Unleashed. This is a surprise episode. You probably didn't see coming because we are technically on a break right now. Season four starts in 2024, January 1st, of course. Got to kick off the new year strong. But we posted on Instagram today, ask us anything. And recently, as you know, we've been doing 75 hard and I just had a marathon. And so some questions came through and it seemed like maybe you wanted us to elaborate a little bit more about those two things. So this is a solo episode just me, Andrea, here to talk to you about these two things because uh, Brooke is not doing 75 hard anymore. We had an episode about that. You can go back and listen. And I am on day 65. And I want to give you the real deal, the inside scoop on how it's going, lessons I've learned. I think people like to hear, you know, the TMI version, the real deal on the struggles of it or the lessons of it, what's what I've learned, what's been hard. And um, I'm going to give you that. So here we go. So 75 hard is a challenge from Andy Frisella. It's a mental toughness challenge. We've talked about it a lot. I'm going to go through one by one the criteria and whether or not I think it's hard, necessary, what I've learned from it. So first things first, a gallon of water a day. This was, I think, one of the hardest parts of the whole thing because it took my body like two weeks to even get used to this much water. I was peeing nonstop. I was thinking, I'm not going to be able to do this. It's just a lot of bathroom breaks, like road trips feel like, oh man, can I even get three hours without having to go to the bathroom? Probably not. And tracking it feels like a full-time job at first. Like eventually I got used to it and got my little system rolling and this 75 hour app helps a lot. But what I found is I really started to feel better. My digestive system felt better. And um, I was just like, not as hungry, less cravings, those types of things. You know, being hydrated has so many benefits that we know, of course we know it, but it doesn't mean we're always drinking the water. So when this is all done, I probably will not be drinking a gallon of water a day, but I will definitely be drinking more than I was, which I would guess maybe before I was drinking like 40 ounces a day, which is not enough. All right, next up is two workouts a day for 45 minutes each, and they need to be at least two hours apart. So a lot of people were asking, okay, you did a marathon, that's over three hours of running, does that count for two workouts? The answer, unfortunately, was no. They had to be two hours apart. One has to be outside and one can be inside. So some days I would do like two walks a day outside if it was nice out. Sometimes it was like, you know, leading a move workout inside. And then I'd be like, okay, the other one has to be a run or a walk outside. And sometimes it was thunderstorming or snowing, 10 degrees out, all of the things. And so that just really helps with the mental tenacity. Like I'm going out no matter what, I can bundle up. And you know what? I think when it was like worse weather, I had a better experience. Like you get something from those types of conditions that are challenging and doing it anyway. Like it really helps build the discipline muscle. Not only that, the the feel good endorphins you get from exercise. Like 
I could talk your ear off, as you know, about the benefits of exercise, but the outside portion, it really added a dynamic that is hard to even put in words. I've been talking about this spiritual experience, and that's what I really feel like 75 Hard has created for me, and it's because of the outdoor workouts. So nature has this It's just almost unexplainable what it does for you. It's really hard to put in words. I'm going to try here. Uh, Number one, I would say gratitude, right? You're great. You get outside and it's this big, beautiful world. The sky, like, are you kidding me? The sky, the sunrises, the sunsets, the clouds, like, it is just absolutely stunning that we live on this planet and seeing all the animals out on these trails I live on and the birds flying and... It would just like, I would just be in awe. A lot of times I would fit in a walk before my kids got up or once they went to bed because I hadn't fit in two workouts yet and one still wasn't outside. And that time alone for reflection or to listen to worship music or to just have silence, right? Like something I really used that time for was visualization. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Every episode of Ivy Unleash is dedicated to empowering you to take ownership of your health. And what it really comes down to is prioritizing your mental health. We've both seen the beauty and growth that therapy can bring and are thrilled to partner with BetterHelp to allow you the opportunity to feel heard and seen by a professional. The National Alliance on Mental Health reports that 155 million people live in a designated mental health professional shortage area, and BetterHelp is working to close that gap. I've personally used BetterHelp and loved it because it was all online, making it super convenient. The biggest piece for me was how affordable it is. I was able to choose the therapist that met my needs. I came in with wanting to work on childhood trauma and anxiety, and it was unbelievable to see how many options I had with all the different backgrounds of therapists. With BetterHelp, you have access to a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness. And sometimes we can't see our own patterns and behaviors until we talk them out and get an unbiased perspective. It's really nice to have someone who doesn't know you and has the professional background to help you thrive in your daily life. It has made the world of a difference with every relationship in my life, including the one with myself. To get started, all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire about your needs and preferences and choose your therapist out of the options they give you. You can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. Also, you can switch therapists at no additional charge until you find the right fit for you. The best investment you can make is in yourself. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash goldivy. That's betterhelp.com slash goldivy. Take the first step to inner peace and freedom today. And now back to the show. I hadn't tapped into visualization too much. I knew like, okay, visualize what you want and Make a goal, write it down, right? But when you are thinking about what you truly want, but like at an elevated, like a new playing field, like, you know, right now Ivy Unleashed gets, you know, about 5,000 downloads a month. And I want it to be, you know, 100,000 downloads a month. Like that's a big jump. But what I would do is I would visualize that. Like 
seeing those numbers and what that would mean, right? And for me, like putting meaning on it and then feeling those feelings in my body, I would just, it raises your vibration. And a lot of the woo wooey coaches, you know, Catherine, love you, um, would say that that helps you attract that, right? Once your body knows how to feel it, can see those numbers, it naturally starts to happen. You're living at that vibration. And so you perform at that level and you start to see yourself as that person that has 100,000 downloads. Fill in the blank. The person who, fill in the blank, whatever it is you want, you see yourself as that. And your brain can go there, right? If we allow it, we allow ourselves to think about what we want. And what I want, one of my biggest wants is for this podcast to get in the ears of as many people as possible. It's helpful. We're talking about your health and living a big, beautiful life full of alignment and chasing your dreams and connection with people you love and sharing stories of resilience. Like that to me is so powerful. I want it to be 100,000 downloads a month, right? And so me thinking about that and feeling that in my body, like I changed my stance. I stood taller. I felt better. I felt excited. I was thinking more about what else we could talk about on here. And so visualization is really powerful on top of being outside, on top of moving my body. Like I would come back from some of these walks and be like, I am ready to conquer the world. Right. And I'm walking in my door and the sun is just coming up. Like how powerful to start your day that way. And so I'd encourage you, you know, thinking about getting outside, even if it's cold, maybe it's 10 minutes, right? But just bundling up, you've got the attire for where you live. Get out there, get that sunshine, get that wind on your face, see the moon, see the stars. Like it does something to you. Most of the time we can't put it in words, but it's powerful. And most of this that I've already talked about with these workouts is just mental health improvements, right? I haven't even talked about physical Physically moving my body twice a day, I'm stronger than ever. I my stamina is great. Really helped me with my marathon, and it's just kind of like, yeah, that's great, but that's not why I'm doing this. Like, I I I'm doing it to grow as a human and to think about how good I can feel, and a big part of that has been connection with people. So these walks have been going on. People are like, I'll come on a walk with you. I was posting like on a walkie talkie, right? Like you're talking with a friend for 45 minutes. It's amazing. I went on walks with people I never walk with. I walked with my sister-in-laws, both of them. Like I've hardly ever gone on walks with either of them. Uh, Christine, my sister-in-law was just here for Thanksgiving. We walked every day, her and her dog, her and I, and, and Alicia, my other sister-in-law went for a walk. And it's so nice. Like that connection of chatting when you're outside is so good for everyone, and I walked a lot with neighbors and, and friends that were like, ah, I'll go. Like, you're going to have to go every day outside. Like, fill me in. I will, I'll come with you sometimes. Shoot me a message. And so the workouts have been amazing. And obviously, this comes easy to me. I love working out. But anytime you're going to be active an hour and a half a day, it's going to impact how, how strong you feel, how good you feel. You're going to burn calories. You're going to boost your mood, your energy, all of it. And so I've absolutely loved so much of the workouts, especially because I'm doing move workouts with people. I'm walking with people and I'm walking outside. One tricky part with that though was that I was training for a marathon. And so sometimes, you know, I was running like 18 miles, 20 miles, a full marathon, and then I still had to fit in another workout. So 
the the second workout was typically you know because those were all outside runs was a yoga session for 45 minutes i did a lot of yoga with adrian move with gold ivy workouts where it was like a deep stretch and you know slower movements but still like that balance and strength training that yoga brings all right next up 10 pages of a self growth or personal development book this is just self-explanatory. If you're reading and you're learning, it's just, it's it's amazing. It's a good feeling, right? Like that you have to follow through with those 10 pages. So some of the books I read, Be Seen by Jen Gottlieb, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, we got an abundance book from our coach, Catherine. Shout out, Catherine. Thank you for that book. Just learning how to really understand your mindset with money, understand abundance and how to invite more of what you want into your life. It doesn't just have to be money. It could be love. It could be acceptance. It could be joy. It could be money. It could be downloads, whatever it is that you want, inviting that in with abundance. And then uh, I read a book called Traction, a business book for Brooke and I, and we did a lot of exercises together to learn about like our core values and what we want in one year, three years, 10 years. It was really fun. And fun facts, we sat with that book on our 10 hours down to Tulsa, Oklahoma and 10 hours back. And it was wonderful. All right. My least favorite part of 75 hard, I would say is probably the progress pick. You have to take a progress pick every day. And they suggest you do like minimal clothing. Like you wear like shorts and a bra or, you know, like you're shirtless. And I see why people want to see their, their physical progress. Yes. It's just a huge value of mine and what I'm really trying to amplify for, especially women in my community of Move With Gold Ivy, is that we are doing this to feel a certain way. A byproduct may be that you look better and everybody wants to look better. Yes. But the progress that truly creates transformation and gives you fulfillment is improving how you feel physically in your body and in your mind. So, thinking about progress is, wow, I, I, I handled this situation a lot better than I would have before. Wow. I learned a lot about myself. Wow. I pushed myself past this limit. I never thought I could do that. And you're building confidence. You're building self-trust. You're building so many pieces of your mental health and toughness that like you never thought was like possible. That to me is the progress that is way more powerful than like wow, I can see an ab. Like, okay, cool. Like that's fine, I guess, for a second. But it's like a fleeting, happy thought that maybe your body is transforming. And yes, it it is great to be more comfortable in your clothes. I'm not going to say it's not great. But like, it's just felt like kind of cringy for me to take a picture of myself. And then like, I'm trying to find this picture of my family or something in my photo album in my phone. And like every day there's a picture of me shirtless. It just, I don't know, it's kind of cringy for me. So I would say that's my least favorite part. If you're a regular listener of the show or you follow us on social media, you know I, Brooke, just ran my first marathon and Andrea ran her 22nd state and her goal to run a marathon in every state. How did I go from barely getting out of bed to being able to run 26.2 miles, a customized training plan, and coaching with Andrea? With my health concerns, it was important for me to make sure I crossed that finish line safely and confidently. We are so excited to announce that we are now offering customized training plans. Whether you're wanting to run a 5K, 10K, half, or full marathon, we've got you covered. Get your customized training plan plus coaching 
to get you race ready and keep you motivated along the way. Prior to receiving your training plan, you will meet with me, Andrea, for a 15-minute call to discuss your goals, race details, and schedule your three coaching calls. You will receive a training plan for your race, tailored to your schedule, endurance, and cross-training preferences like yoga, biking, strength, or whatever movement you enjoy. Coaching throughout your training will provide accountability, safety, and inspiration to keep you pursuing your training and race goals. With Andrea, you will connect your mind and body to maximize your race experience. And if you're looking for a custom training plan without coaching, we're offering that as well. Head over to the shop page on our website, goldivyhealthco.com, to learn more and get you across that finish line. Next up is that you have to find some type of like diet change that you want to implement. And it's not really specific on what you need to do, uh, which is great because everybody's different. Everybody has different preferences and what they want to try. For me, the diet change that I did was for 75 days, no pizza, no fried food. Reason being, they make me feel like crap. They taste great. They are delicious. And I knew it would be hard to give them up. So hence why it's part of this challenge. But I always feel like crap. I think a lot of it with pizza is the cheese, the dairy. I I think I have a dairy intolerance, which sucks, um, but also great for my skin to avoid it. It's like a hormone disruptor that we need to minimize. I know, I know, but it's so delicious. I love cheese. I love pizza. Oh, I love, I love ice cream. And I just don't think besides doing a 75 hard challenge, I would ever give those things up because I love them. And then the fried food, um, I always feel like crap after that too, with good reason. You know, it's it's not great for you either. And so I don't plan on giving those things up indefinitely, but I do know that I need to maybe reduce them a bit more because I did feel a ton better digestively. Like I I felt like I had way less stomach aches. And I just realized I'm like living with a chronic stomach ache because I have pizza and fried food and cheese and all those things in my diet just way too often. And, you know, we all self-sabotage, but like I just... Why am I making myself feel so low energy and in pain as often as I was? So, I mean, a big test for me was Tuesday night's bowling. I couldn't have alcohol, pizza, or fried food. Like, what do you eat in a bowling alley? What do you drink in a bowling alley? Well, now I eat like a grilled chicken sandwich and a glass of water, which is not normally what I would have. So I always felt a lot better after my bowling experience. And then speaking of that leads me into the last one, which is the no exceptions, no alcohol and no cheat meals. I also don't like that they say cheat meals. I don't like the moral compass with food at all. Don't, don't agree with that. But they're basic, basically trying to say no exceptions. Let's be strict. Let's build some self-discipline, no alcohol, and don't cheat on your diet. So this alcohol portion, you know, just to give you like a little bit of background on who I am, because everybody has a different relationship with alcohol. My relationship with alcohol is that I didn't drink until I was in college. Uh, I was exposed to a lot of, of alcohol as a kid, a lot of partying, a lot of time in bars. And I just like, to me, it was just like not worth it. Like it just felt like, ew, all these bad things happen when people drink and I don't like it. Like it just, I'm not going to drink. And then I got to college and I was like, okay, I want to like see for myself. And so my relationship with alcohol has been I would say pretty a healthy relationship. I like going and trying new beer, like a good glass of wine. It's not something I have to have every day of the week, but um, I I love a good beer. And when I'm in a social situation with friends, I typically drink 
And so to take that away and to experiment with removing it was really powerful for a lot of reasons. And it, it helps you to learn about yourself, right? What's my buffer? What am I using and why am I using it? Some people, it's alcohol to make them more comfortable in a social situation. Some people choose to overeat in food. Some people, you know, they're in an uncomfortable situation with like interacting with a family member. You turn on a game and you stare at the sports and you just don't talk about life because it's too uncomfortable. Focus on the sports. Like fill in the blank. You use a buffer in some capacity to make yourself more comfortable. We all do it. And in, for some people, it's alcohol. For a lot of people, it's alcohol. You're uncomfortable in a room, have a drink. You got to have something in your hand. It really helps you ease into the situation, gives you that liquid courage, I say in quotations. And I would challenge that because that liquid courage, it's not real courage. Like courage is doing the hard thing. Courage is being true to yourself in the midst of, you know, disrupting the norm, right? Real courage is saying no when everybody else is saying yes because that no is true to you, right? Real courage is saying how you actually feel or setting the boundary that you know you need to set. So that liquid courage thing, I would say, you know what? That's not real courage. You're relying on it to access a part of you that, you know, whether it's being funnier or deeper or being bold or like sexy, you know, whatever it may be, you're relying on a substance for that depiction of yourself. Maybe you really want to be funnier or do something a little bit more bold, but like you just don't have the courage without the alcohol. And so that's why it's such a learning curve when you give it up because you realize, oh, wow, before I wouldn't even like, I'd have a drink before people got over to my house because I'm thinking of five things that make me anxious about the situation. And so you learn a lot about yourself when you rely on it, when you crave it, what places are, you know, do I tend to want to drink more? What people that I hang out with do I typically drink with that I want to drink with? Not that there's anything wrong with that, but, you know, we have these patterns. So our brain associates, oh, when I'm with this person, we drink wine. When I'm with this person, we drink a good beer. And that's totally fine. Like, it's just something to think about. What if it wasn't part of the equation? Could we have a deep connection without it? And I've called giving up alcohol the friend finder because you will get asked to hang out less by certain people. And I found that out. And it's hurtful and it's hard. It's a tough thing to learn that some people disappear when you don't drink anymore. But on the flip side of that, you realize who you have deep connections with. You find the authenticity in your friendships. Who wants time with the real me? Who doesn't care if I have alcohol? Who still wants to go on a walk with me? Who wants to come over whether or not I'm drinking? You know, and so you learn these things. You learn, you know, what if it's just me? What if there's no buffer here? Are we okay with that? And um, maybe, maybe you're not. Maybe you are. You know, all friendships are different. But it's definitely something that you know, helped me learn a lot and made me really think about, you know, why I need it, who I drink with, you know, all the things. So if you have never given it up, I would encourage you to try it and tell your people, see how they react to you, see who's triggered by it, see who is like, cool, awesome, or like, 
good for you, man. Like, let me know how it goes. Or I'll join you. That sounds like a good challenge. It, uh, it teaches you a lot. And getting uncomfortable is so important, right? Like there's no growth if we're comfortable all the time. And maybe right now you need comfort. Maybe right now you're super low, you're grieving, and you're like, just give me comfort. This is a season I just need to survive, and that is fair. Don't do 75 hard if you're in survival mode. If you've got a newborn, you're grieving, you're going through infertility, you're having relationship issues, give yourself that space and grace to not challenge yourself to something that's so extreme like this. I realize I had a lot of privilege to be able to even think about this stuff. There are so many bigger problems in the world. So that's that. That's 75 hard. Thank you for listening. And also feel free to ask me any questions. You can always shoot us messages. A lot of people are curious about it. They just, they, they think about how they challenge themselves. Like my sister-in-law, Christine, she made up a challenge for herself, 30, 30 soft, she called it, where she like drank once a week and she exercised four days a week and, you know, challenged herself in a way that she knew would help her grow, but it didn't feel so extreme. It felt like progress for her. And I think that's beautiful. That's why in Move with Gold Ivy, we do quarterly challenges. Challenges are great for you. It creates growth. It creates connection in this community that we're creating. And so if you're interested at all in joining Move with Gold Ivy, message us, click our link in our bio on any social platform. You're going to love it. It's a wonderful community. All right. And then just quickly, I wanted to talk about the Tulsa, Oklahoma Marathon. Uh, For my running lovers, for people just curious, 26.2 miles for my 25th time. I felt very strong. I felt, you know, and not just physically, I felt really strong mentally with following through with these two workouts a day. Like I've had to do some hard things. And so thinking of a three and a half hour workout or, you know, that's what I was aiming for eight miles. And it's actually what I got three 30. Um, sometimes I go past that. Sometimes I'm faster than that, but that was kind of what I was aiming for. So I could qualify for Boston. But uh, the weather was not ideal. We rolled up at Brooke, dropped me off pretty close to the start line, and it was raining. And it's not a great way to start. If you're not a marathoner, you know, you might not know this, but having wet feet sucks. That's like how you lose toenails, get blisters. It sucks when your feet are wet. And it's slippery on the ground when it's rainy. You know, the oil from cars kind of mixes with the water and it can be slippery. And then Tulsa really needs to pave their roads. They had so many potholes. And so dodging those the whole time, I even rolled my ankle part of this marathon. So that was kind of tricky. It was kind of a little bit of rolling hills. I mean, mostly flat, but there were some decent hills within there. And uh, one of my favorite parts was the spectators. They were not everywhere, but wherever they were, they were loud and goofy in costumes, giving out beer, giving out coffee, treats. It was wonderful. I would say my toughest part was mile nine through 16. Because anybody who's ran nine miles knows like that's a long way to run. And then knowing you still have another 17 left, just it feels daunting. So my mental toughness and at that point was like, oh, I was just kind of feeling like, all right, let's get, I just want to like get to 16. Like I just want to get to where we're like 10 or less miles because that just feels way more doable. And what I do is I always think about a pie chart filling up. I like visualize it getting, it's filling in, it's filling in, it's filling in. And that helps me a lot. Just like visualizing my progress, especially when it's halfway full. And once it's halfway full, uh, because sometimes when you're this fatigued physically, your brain, like 
it starts to just get tired too. And one way to know if you need more glucose is to try and do percentages. So like, I'd be like, okay, at 15 miles out of 26, what percentage would that be? And I'd try and calculate it. And if it's like too tough, I'm like, okay, maybe I should have some glucose. Maybe I should have another one of my gummies to help give me some fuel here or drink Gatorade instead of water next time I go through a water stop. So once I got to 16, it felt so much better. And I was seeing my, my pace was dragging a little bit. So I put on my fourth quarter playlist. I have a playlist that's like good running music. And then when I'm feeling like I'm at mile like 20-ish, I switch to the fourth quarter playlist, which is like, let's go type of vibe. And so I switched to that a little bit earlier because I was just not feeling like super energized around 15, 16. Switched to that. That helped a ton. And then messages from friends and family helped so much. If you have a watch that can give you messages, I highly suggest you tell your people, send me a message as I'm on my run. If you're up, you know, send me something that encourages me because it helps so much. Brooke was saying like beast mode now because that always helps me. She was like, I'm at the finish line. I'm on the right I'm a magnet. I'm pulling you to the finish line. And then I was visualizing every step being one step closer to having that 25th medal in my hand, throwing my arms up, going across that finish line. I just like, I had less excuses in my tank because I just, I've been doing this tough challenge. I've been, you know, getting outside when it's not ideal. I've been following through on things I don't even want to be doing some days when it's tough. And so getting through the 26 miles, just, it wasn't easy, but it felt easier than it typically does. And so got my 25th medal, went across that finish line. I sprinted to that finish line when there was, you know, maybe a 10th of a mile left. I gave it my all, felt so good. And now my pie chart for the 50 states, 50 marathons is halfway full. And it's important. I'm saying this for myself, for you to give permission for yourself to say this yourself. I am proud of myself. 25 marathons is a big deal. I'm proud of myself. It feels good. I want you to be proud of yourself in any way that you can make progress to push yourself. It doesn't have to be 75 hard. It doesn't have to be a marathon. But what's your 75 hard? What's your marathon? What's something that makes you, could make you feel like, wow, I did that. I know if I visualize that, I get some real good feelings. I feel proud of myself. What is that? going into the new year. We're here for you. You want to be a part of a community, join Move, follow us, join us on this journey. We just want to live this big, beautiful life and take good care of ourselves. So thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And for your piece of gold from me, dig a little deeper, recognize you're capable of so much more and know that you are worthy of feeling your absolute best. And as Brooke and I would say, this is Gold Ivy signing off. Listen to your truth and go chase your gold. We want to thank you and encourage you to celebrate yourself for taking the time to learn and get inspired in your one beautiful life. And if this podcast means something to you, it would mean so much to us if you'd be willing to take 30 seconds to help support our mission to keep bringing you inspiring stories and guests. First, following the podcast is important because it helps you never miss an episode. To do this, just go to the Ivy Unleashed podcast show page on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and then just tap the plus sign in the upper right-hand corner or click on follow. While you're there, if you'd be so kind to give us a five-star rating and review and share your favorite episode with a friend, we'd be so grateful for your support. 
We are thrilled you're here and are so happy that you're taking time to prioritize your wellness, self-discovery, and growth with us. The Ivy Unleashed podcast is produced in partnership with J. Gray Podcast Production.